0: Your task is not to seek love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Rumi.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast hosted by Emmanuel Klauser and Jared Rowan.
0: A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Guys, it's Jared and Emmanuel.
1: Hello. Hi.
0: Welcome to episode eleven of Beyond the Mat.
1: That's a lucky number, lucky, no? One one. Yeah. It's,
0: should be like almost an angel number or like something. something like that. Um. So we're back. We took a mid mid season one day break. <laughs> <laughs> we needed much much more, but
1: no. Yeah, we took a little hiatus. I was in the sunshine. I can't complain.
0: And I was in the snow in Ocean City. It's been
1: cold, guys.
0: Yeah. Freezing in Ocean City, by the way. It's like 20 some degrees. We've been actually getting snow this year more.
1: More than I've ever seen. Not that Mm. I've been here a long time, but I never thought that I would. It's staying on the ground. It's not melting immediately, which is different. Different. I know. Yeah. Um, But we're excited to be back and to bring you the second half of season number one for beyond the mat we have a bunch of cool topics to talk about and fun guests that are going to be coming on so we're very excited to share that with you and i sent jared a little screenshot today of our like hosting website and we had a thousand listens so far yippee <laughs> yeah just kind of yeah, exciting
0: i thought so i mean that's pretty cool a thousand people had listened or at least listener you know yeah to the podcast so um we thank everybody because yeah we wouldn't have anything if nobody listens
1: if nobody listens yeah we'd probably <laughs> so, be done already yeah yeah <laughs> but thank you for being here and as always feel free to share if you like it and you think it could relate to someone that you know even though they don't practice a physical practice of yoga but maybe they're inquisitive about their life or you know um, psychology in some way or mm-hmm. philosophy in another way um get them on over here you no know,
0: bring them to us <laughs> um and in this month we decided almost like a theme. Because yeah. I think Emmanuel had messaged me like, you know, it's February, let's kind of center on the idea of love. Um, so a lot of the topics this month, and it won't be super cliche actually, it's actually some deep, thoughtful conversations surrounding love. And the quote you heard on the intro was from Rumi, um, and it talks about the concept of vulnerability, which we're going to talk about today. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about vulnerability in the sense of how it relates to the yoga practice? I think that's a good entry point and then we'll kind of let it go from there.
1: Yeah, sure. So I think that in order to show up, and I think we've mentioned this before, but just Getting into your car in a pair of leggings or whatever yoga outfit you want to wear and showing up at the studio, rolling out your mat in a room with other people and moving Mm. your body is a very vulnerable thing to do. If we think about the simplest level of the yoga practice, which is just showing up to do the class... Um, it can be something that's very unfamiliar for people. And so you have to put yourself in a place of openness Mm -hmm. and and go and do something for yourself. So I think at the very basic level, just showing up for the practice is in itself an act of vulnerability. And as we practice and grow into the practice, we kind of realize we never really know what we're in for. We think we may have had a super good day at work and we go to this Wednesday class that we always go to and it turns out to be a super hard or emotional mm. practice and and we're vulnerable and open to those experiences too. Not expecting to always get the same thing out of the practice, but letting ourselves just experience whatever there is to be experienced, which can be totally different than what mm. we were expecting.
0: Yeah, and I think it is like when you're in a class sometimes it definitely opens you up like you said to be vulnerable just showing up is of course vulnerable but like when you're in the practice there's a lot of self dialogue going on that you don't even realize i love i was listening to a podcast of one of my teachers mary dana and she said she used to practice yoga to check out but it's really about tuning in and i was like oh my gosh that's so true and i think That is being vulnerable. Like, what comes up when you're in a pose? Do you talk to yourself in a sweet way? Or are you like, why can't I do what that other girl can do or that other guy can do? What comes up when there's a theme or a quote that touches a part of your experience from your past? Is it avoidance? Is it like, there's so much vulnerability that can happen during the class inside, I think, right?
1: Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And it's being... Again, vulnerable enough, not right. to say it too much, but really that's what we're talking yeah. about, to say, wow, this is what's going on for me. And that's not an easy thing to do.
0: Right.
1: And this is something that also takes practice. Because when you're not used to observing yourself, almost like an outside observer, mm-hmm. it can be a very funky experience Yes, to realize how much your mind is wondering and where it goes because... Sometimes it doesn't go where we want it to go, let's just be honest.
0: <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh, it goes all all over, all the, over place. the place. In yoga. I have that problem. I'm going to sleep. Yeah, just thoughts. Um But I think those are like some pretty good examples of just being vulnerable and how it relates to your practice and your practice evolves over time in the yoga room. So there's different levels of vulnerability, right? That start to happen. And the cool thing is if you're willing to be vulnerable, then you're also willing to embrace change, which is like, that's what we all want. We want to, you know, go to class. We want to practice maybe with a teacher we respect Get the tools from that teacher to provide application in our own lives. Yes. You know, I recently told the class this Wednesday that yoga does not fix you. That yoga allows you to see your experience differently. Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty cool. And then yoga gives you the tools to use them in your own hands. It's like you're, you know, and I think I think that relates to vulnerability. Like if you're willing to show up and be vulnerable, you're also the cool thing is changes on the rise. Like it's right there. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally. And I agree with that. And I, it's funny because I don't know if you're coming to class but I mm-hmm. tomorrow or not, but I have a similar kind of topic, which I will do? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, which I won't I reveal. Want, I won't
0: be there. You won't. I have to teach. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah.
1: You have a pop-up. That's exciting. So you can
0: tell me because they won't They won't. Do yeah. Want
1: to so see? I'm talking about... We were doing a class with a block. So the whole thing has... There's a a block in pretty much the whole sequence, and it's used if you're really trying to do like an aligned practice and move your body in a certain position. It's also used for challenging shape, and then it's also used for rest. And really the message at the end of it is the block hasn't changed. The block is the same. It's the same block that you use for alignment, that you use for a challenge, and that you use for rest. It's the same tool. It's just how you use it that's different. Wow. And there are tools in our life that we always use in the same way mm-hmm. that could maybe use a shift of perspective. And so that's why I kind of related really to your topic a little bit in that way. Um, and if you're willing to have that shift of perspective by showing up to a yoga class, it's like you said, then change is on the rise. Right. Because you see the possibilities with what's already in front of you. You don't feel the need to change anything it's the same block. It can be the same thing. You can just use it in a different, different way.
0: way. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how it relates to the practice. Yeah. And then it becomes, okay, actually being vulnerable in the practice, I would say, not is kind of the easier of the two than being vulnerable in your life. I think yeah. that, that's <laughs> like the harder bit. Yeah. Um, So, from your experience, I guess, why do you think people have a hard time with vulnerability? Well, first, I think, can we define vulnerability? Maybe in your words, my words. Like, what is it, actually? Like, in the terms of your life and who you are?
1: That's a good question. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is almost a balance of confidence and knowing who you are and acknowledging that and softness. Yes. And letting it shine through, mm-hmm. you know, so it's being both strong in what you stand for, who you are and, and confident and proud of that, the person that mm-hmm. you are and being, yeah, soft enough. Yeah. I think it's a softness or open maybe mm-hmm. is a better word yeah. than soft to, to let them shine through for other mm-hmm. people to experience as well.
0: Yeah. I was good to, yeah, I think you said it perfectly. I also think it's a, um, vulnerability is a willingness to be seen as you truly are. So your most authentic person, right? Like who you are at your core that maybe you restrict being seen. Um, even and it's oftentimes it's an emotion. It's an emotional experience that, that we avoid. Yeah. Because that is a very vulnerable place to be emotional with someone. Um, crying is a super vulnerable thing I think or or I've seen it I mean in therapy yeah and in my own life I mean actually not in my own life because I cried all the time did you as a child
1: did you yes
0: so I cry way less as an adult like a lot but Matt if he's listening will be like oh my god he cries still Uh, (laughs) but it takes a lot but as a child yes I was a very vulnerable child I would say
1: you cried a lot
0: yes and my mom will, will attest to it I needed lots of hugs I needed like reassurance I was very sensitive Soft child, but emotions are vulnerability. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I love the definitions. I think that's a good idea to get people thinking about it. And in your experience, um, why do you think people have a hard time being vulnerable? Or what is your own experience, either one, with being vulnerable in life?
1: I'll answer the two part question. Mm. I think why it's hard for people, there's a couple reasons why it might be hard it probably, if I had to guess without like personalizing it, is a mix between the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. And before we hit record, we were having a little bit of a quick chat about that and how it's kind of easier to fit in and to go with the flow of society or trends or things like that and follow along and almost just being led down this path that's somewhat predefined for us. And to break out of that mold and being vulnerable and being yourself can be quite scary. And I think the world that we live in is set up to to be
0: to cater to the to people that kind of follow status quo.
1: Yes, a little follow
0: bit. Follow the roles. Follow whatever it may be.
1: And I think the other part to my answer why it might be hard to be vulnerable is because of past experiences.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, um, so if you've been through something, and most applicable, it's like the dating realm, right? Like that's mm-hmm. a pretty easy one to draw a vulnerability to. Like if you've been through a bad breakup. Sure. What tends to happen then moving forward?
1: I think it's also upbringing. Like how yes. yeah. you, your parents thought you to be, or if they were strict or what their values mm-hmm. were, also has to play a huge role in that as well. If you live in a household mm-hmm. where... It, it's like not a thing to cry. There's a good thing that as an adult, you don't cry a whole lot.
0: Right, right.
1: So I think it's a it's a mix between the two would be my guess as to why mm. people these days have a hard time being vulnerable. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, you said spe- speaking to the family piece, it's like if you have an emotionally distant mother, then you also tend... To, sometimes I always say you either do monkey see, monkey do, or monkey see, monkey don't. So you tend to be also emotionally distant or you tend to be overly emotional so it's like you don't get uh, quote-unquote conditioned or trained to to show vulnerability so you're right upbringing has a huge thing to do with it and then you said kind of society Mm -hmm. um and i think people as they move through life they they get hurt oh for sure so then they don't want to offer their heart back out for the fear of being hurt again. So I think um, one of the quotes uh, as I was kind of researching for this was like the idea that we are actually born with this capacity to love, but because we're hurt at times and broken down, we box ourselves with these walls and we stay non like unvulnerable, whatever that was safe. Yeah. these Walls are very safe quote unquote, but the walls aren't very expansive to experience Um. So nothing comes in and the good stuff doesn't come in, you know? And so
1: it's really status quo.
0: Yes. It's like, (laughs) let me do what I need to do, but it's not truly living either. Like Mm -hmm. to be vulnerable is a a willingness to be hurt again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and and that is the hard sticking point for people. When I said the dating scene, it's like, I see so many people in therapy that are like, I don't want to date again because my ex-husband did X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, we are generalizing one experience to every everybody man out there where if you live in a narrow mindset, then you bring in narrow people. If you live in an expansive mindset, you're open to possibility, right? Yeah. Um, does that, do you, does that speak to you?
1: Yes. And I think the second part of your question was how it, like the experience of vulnerability has been for me in my life. Um, I have moved a lot from my dad's work mm. when I was a child. So I changed school, I want to say, a million times.
0: Right. <laughs> That's such a child kid, yeah, kid a, thing. A million,
1: a time. million Infinity. times. A million times. Yeah. <laughs> but quite a bit. And yeah. so I was brought up to know who I am and to go in there and to be strong, you know, and to say it's okay that you knew and this is who you are and you're going to be social with people. But I'm also someone that has a lot of big feelings. Um, And so it was kind of a hard mix, the two of it together to always have to reintroduce yourself to the world mm. and then experience big feelings over and over again. And I think as I got a little bit older, I was trying to look for ways and I didn't really know that I was trying to be less vulnerable, but for ways to feel a little less, I think because it's, it can get, it got draining for me Yeah, and There are different things that I tried to do to to feel less, but ultimately it brought me to a place where I ended up being quite closed off.
0: Yeah. Or tuned out, like we said. Yeah. Yeah. You're not in the experience, you're actually out of the experience. Out of of the experience. Yeah.
1: And I think when you met me, I was in that place.
0: Yes. I would say, along came a long way from your own vulnerability story yeah i like being more open and to like exposing the human side of, of myself of yourself like the not just you but if the flaws the, the shadow self like that we all have and when you're willing to see that or willing to expose that i guess you you not you but people become more relatable they become more like oh my gosh me too yeah you know like you open the door for connection. Like like a different form of connection.
1: Yes, and I think we. I mean, you and I in our friendship, you've mm-hmm. seen that I've come a long way. I think. Yes. Going through it, I'm still. I want to say, um, selective, which I don't think is a bad thing mm-hmm. as to who I open up to and how much I share. But for example, in the context of the teacher training that we give. When we had our first go around, I was very much like, I have to be an instructor and I have to be this way. And this is how someone that's a lead teacher behaves. And now that we're on round number three, I'm much more open. And I think that human connection is going to be what people remember and if they can relate to me then they can potentially relate to the content and kind of retain it more than if it's just delivered by someone that's very like strict and stern and so that's just one example through the teacher training that we've gone Mm. through together but also in my personal relationship i'm still working on it you know i don't love being held yeah I don't love I, I have a hard time because I feel like people might drop me you know what uh, I mean I have a yeah. difficult time telling to people here are my feelings or here are my emotion this is how I feel this is what I think and you hold this for me just so I can process it um probably for fear of things that happened before. Right. And I'm just like, Oh no, I should be able to do this myself. It's expected for me mm-hmm. to be strong and to manage my things on my own. Um, but that's something that I consistently work on. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Oh my God. And, and so many people like I'm thinking come to therapy to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I mean, hello, like, you know, sharing your stuff with one other person is a pretty cool experience because you're really getting to work with people. And I always tell people that are, com- that are coming to therapy like, when they have moments, I'm like, just be prepared because you're going to, you're going to be like nobody else. (laughs) Like meaning like you're going to be able to talk. Like I just had a session today and it was really good. It was with a teen and she has been coming to therapy for a while. And she was raised by people that have also been super communicative and she was really hard on her boyfriend. And she's like, Oh my God, he can't communicate. And she had an epiphany. She's like, Oh my God, it's because I've learn to do this yeah so it really spoke to me i'm like oh my gosh that hit my heart like we're trained to almost not Not communicate emotionally Mm -hmm. which is like so 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 sad like you don't actually say how you really feel
1: isn't it crazy
0: (laughs) you people please you or you're an assertive jerk or like it's like wait a minute
1: no just be yourself
0: yeah so be
1: kind but be true Mm -hmm. like
0: and you know what i tell people is when you start to say what you say and what you truly feel and think, be prepared that people w- won't get it sometimes. Like they're lot, might be like, "You've changed. Mm-hmm. You've this. You've that." I didn't realize that you were like, "Okay,
1: that's fine."
0: Yeah, but be okay with that and know that when you start to open yourself up, you. I, I always tell this story that. I'm really good, pretty good at it now being assertive at communicating, but I used to cry through it. Like I would quiver when I would like assert myself, but at least I was brave enough to do it. And then eventually the crying got less and less and less. And I was like, I remember when I left my last job, there was a moment where me and one of my bosses were like talking and I was so good. And I was like, so proud of myself. I didn't cry. I wasn't cruel. I didn't use insults. I listened And I just think that's a pretty cool story to know that when you start this practice of vulnerability, which we'll talk about, you're going to mess up and you're, you know, like that's part of it. And you might get, be messy Um,
1: like sloppy in
0: in your delivery, but do it anyways.
1: Oh, for sure. Right. And would you say, so you shared that you were pretty vulnerable as a child. Mm. Do you think that you evolved to be a vulnerable adult? Was it like a smooth transition where you just stayed that way?
0: So I was very vulnerable, I would say, with what I shared, not so much. I would say I, the only area I really struggled, though, was dating. Okay. Because I didn't have the point of reference. Um, but I consider my myself pretty blessed. I only really struggled with dating for like a year and a half. Like oh, the
1: that's whole, nothing. I know, like
0: the whole codependency thing, like worrying that I'm a people pleaser, checking my phone all the time, obsessing, like how much do I share? What do I, you know? But I luckily got into therapy myself quickly as I started dating, and the first time I quote unquote fell in love, which I really don't like. This is very sweet, but I think the only person I've fallen in love with is my partner, actually. Aww. That the other people were not love. Yeah, like because so I remember getting into therapy. And she helped me to be more vulnerable. Like, say what you want. Say when something bothers you. Yeah. You don't like Chinese food? Say it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I know that's, like, silly. Yeah. Or if, like, something bothers you or you need a little bit of reassurance, maybe ask for it. If you're not asking for it every day, like, why are you restricting yourself to earn this person's love? Yeah. So I would say that's where I struggled to be vulnerable. I mean, I think you know me in the other realms. I'm pretty open. Yes. I'm pretty honest about my, my personal experience. I would say the dating realm is where I had to learn again. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I mean, and with my partner now, I was like, no bar, no holds bar. I was like, this bothers me. This doesn't <laughs> bother me. Like, it was like.
1: You told him like right away? Yes. I was like. Oh, poor man He probably was like this man.
0: If I needed reassurance, I didn't need a lot of it, but I would just ask. Okay. I am a little nervous. Like, are you talking to other people? Okay. And they're like, no, but then I trust them.
1: Yeah, that's when there's two people involved, you got to trust because if you don't, then you've got no chance.
0: Right. Um, What about you? I know you said a little bit as an adult and you're working on it. Mm -hmm. Was there specific struggles for you or not so much? Like, was it partnership? Was it friendship? Was it kind of all of it?
1: It was, you know, I think it was all of it. Mm. I think it was in my personality, which is an interesting thing to pick apart. I always wanted, and I think I spoke to that in a previous episode, to be, to help people. You know what I mean? And Mm. to be strong and to hold people. And I never, I thought it was a weak thing to have someone hold me, help me to share or to be seen in a negative light. So I didn't, and I didn't in relationships and I didn't in friendships. I just managed myself Mm. enough so that I could go out into the world and quote unquote, help hold or support people, which was a terrible way to be because it made me less authentic and it made it harder for people to relate to me. Um,
0: I love what you said. What do you think of that statement that emotion is weakness? I thought it was weakness because I think that is a lot of people.
1: Yeah. What do you
0: think about that statement now?
1: I don't think that's true at all. Mm. I think emotions are the most beautiful things that we have. And didn't you write something like, you You wrote it. Please say it. I'm like struggling. It's something
0: about be, to have emotion, but don't be, be emotional. emotional. Yeah. <laughs> Like, don't be dramatic, right? Right.
1: Exactly. But to allow yourself to feel what is there and to not shush it away or if it needs to be shared with someone, share it with that person, you know? Um,
0: I I know for you you and I, I've cried a few times and I've actually seen you cry. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a really beautiful... I don't want to, like, say experience, but just to, like, hug someone and know that it's okay for you to cry. Um, and I remember one time, not one, I've cried so much <laughs> at this point, but one time during the Reiki training. Yeah. If you remember this, I mean, I even struggle with it still. Like you said, we're all a work in progress. I started crying during the Reiki training, and I did look at you, and you may not even remember this, but I apologized.
1: No, yeah, I do remember and that. Okay,
0: and I'm like and then I said what I actually sought myself in the and said, like, why am I apologizing? No. But it's like
1: Yeah. Well, and it's the thing. I told you I had a very emotional day. We had a full moon. I was super <laughs> emotional. I saw a friend and I just stood there and I, I I was like crying and I was like, I'm so sorry. That's the first <laughs> thing I said. I just was standing there and <laughs> crying and he just looked at me and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. It's
1: like
0: not good that we're conditioned to believe that, right? Yeah.
1: I do think it's a it's a hard thing to do. It's just hard mm-hmm. to take it apart. And in the context of, of relationship, I have to say I kind of relate to to what you said. Um you know, I we're not in my therapy session right now, but <laughs>
0: I have a way of doing that to people. But. I know.
1: I do think that through my childhood, mm. I was looking for the love of my parents, or to be yeah. approved by them, or oh, for them. Listeners
0: to, will definitely to that. To yes. think
1: that I was good enough, like I really much wanted to please them, and I took that into my relationship. So I very much took that same approach to like mm. I love my mom and dad, and I want them to love me. So this is how I right. act. And that kind of dynamic I took into my relationship. Right. And so I wanted to kind of earn it or for the person mm-hmm. that I'm with to think that I am enough, where really all that matters is I think I'm enough.
0: Oh, preach. Yeah, that's like so, serious, right? That's serious what you just said right there. Yeah. Like, relate. I mean, like relates to so many people. You just saved people in home therapy. Like, you disappoint your parents, don't disappoint yourself. <laughs> St- end of, end of just, case, sorry. you're fixed. Yeah,
1: you're fixed.
0: <laughs> um, what do you think people that are struggling with vulnerable, you and I were talking before, it's like, how do you start a practice of vulnerability then? So if we've kind of talked about what it is, you know, why it's this, this way, how do you engage in some vulnerability? You and I were kind of chatting a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think that Start with maybe doing something vulnerable like going to yoga and yeah. see how that feel. Get familiar with the unfamiliar. That's not threatening to you. Mm-hmm. So if yoga is threatening to you, don't go there and do something different. Right. But maybe, like, wear the loud outfit that mm-hmm. or that crazy sweater that you love, you yes. know? Um I just bought a corduroy velvet hat. I saw that hanging out. Bucket hat. Yeah, it's very cute. But, you know, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to wear that. I'm going to rock it. Um, And just do something that feels true to you. Maybe it's speaking up or telling someone how you feel, um, expressing yourself in a different way. And even though it's unfamiliar, because if you're uncomfortable with vulnerability, it's not going to feel like something acquired. sit in that, yes. like lean into it and embrace how it feels after the fact yeah. and build on that practice. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other advice? No, I think
0: those are really good ones. Like, um, the idea of, of just doing some things that set you apart, but that you really like, or like, um, and I know this is like silly, but it always comes back to Taylor Swift, but oh. it's like my, it's like my love and adoration for her. Like, you know, I, if I wasn't like if I cared what people thought maybe as a man <laughs> I wouldn't have, have just displayed this love and wore like all this but you got to go for what you love and people will not always get it like I remember I wore this like really like biker jacket to work one day and one of my clients like oh Michael Jackson thriller <laughs> and um, you know what I didn't care no and that's you like can't. you know like I'm like yeah like I really like this jacket like, people may not always appreciate your vulnerability, so just be okay with that. You're I think doing it for one, yourself.
1: Yeah. You're not doing it for other people. people.
0: Um, and then, the I guess, from, like, a therapy standpoint, mm-hmm. we were chatting, like, if you want to take your vulnerability to another level other than your clothes or, like like you said, doing a new experience or sharing a thought or going for the joke, if you want to take it a little bit deeper, I was talking to Emmanuel about first, like, start to ask yourself, like, what do I need? You know, like have a dialogue with yourself and say, what do I need? Be willing to expose what the feeling is. So it might be as simple as I'm angry about this. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself and then be willing to say it. Actually say it and then say some thoughts on it. Be willing to share like, I felt hurt because X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And that's pretty vulnerable. And guess what? That in itself is going to be so powerful because the other person may not receive it. They may not hold it. But that isn't the point. The point is the process that you just you, did. Yeah. And if you say it crying and it's not running down your nose, like, that's okay. Great. Yeah. yeah. Like, chalk it up and keep doing it.
1: You, yeah. And ultimately, it will lead you to a better place. Even though the process is messy, it's okay. Right. It's okay. Life is
0: messy, right? A little bit. my god a lot of it right
1: that's why i'm (laughs) I'm laughing oh
0: Um, it's so messy and but it's it's beautiful too it's like
1: yeah it's a whole experience mm, and we have to enjoy all of the messiness right um so yeah i think that's a really good kind of half hour on vulnerability um Full disclosure about Taylor Swift, I told you this via text message, but I just was in a little mini vacation, and I listened to the Reputation album on freaking, which is my favorite. Repeat on repeat. I know all the words. I was like, "What's your favorite?" Oh, I knew you were gonna ask me this. (laughs) I have changed my mind so many times, okay? But right now, which I know you'll agree, it's Getaway Car. (gasps)
0: That's my favorite song of all time. It's is like my it? bank my bank um, <laughs> 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 Yes, getaway cars. my ass my favorite.
1: Okay. And then I think like King of My Heart and Dress.
0: Yes! name and everything just You know, dress was my number one played song of last year. You,
1: I love <laughs> that song. I love it.
0: It's very sensual and passionate, right? I know. Yeah.
1: I just had a big Taylor Swift moment. I even went no joke on Poshmark, and I was like, "Reputation T-shirts." Like, <laughs> it's,
0: it's a whole era though, and that's a vulnerability. Like to embrace what people have said about you is what the whole album is yeah. about. Like, own it. Right. That's pretty cool.
1: So, we're going to leave you at that. Go listen to some T Swift Swift. (laughs) (laughs) reputation. And uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Let us know what you think. And we'll be back next Thursday. See ya. Bye, guys.